from Jonah, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. God's word came to Jonah, Amittai's son. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They are in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up and went the other direction to Tarshish, running away from God. He went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed for Tarshish. He paid the fare and went on board, joining those going to Tarshish as far away from God as he could get. And together we pray, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I'm going to put this up because I'm going to feel like Frodo preaching to you guys if this is down this low. So let me see if I can do this while holding the mic. I can. That's good. All right. And I'll just put this down here. I'll get that out of the way. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's nice to see you. Here's a joyful welcome for you. Um, it's so good to be you, uh, in this room with you. And first of all, I would just like to thank all the people who put this room together. It has been a massive undertaking. So thank you for all the operational staff and all the volunteers who put this together. Um, thank you, guys. And thank you to the worship team who I know have been away and who have come here today on the back of the leading worship down the line, right? So thank you so much. No one ever goes home whistling the sermon. So um, I thank you guys for putting a, pr a, a prayer of song in our heart, you know. Yeah, 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 you wait. So um, we are in the book of Jonah. If anyone goes home whistling the sermon, please text me. Um, I will send you some money. Um, so we're in the book of Jonah. And the first thing I want to get out of the way, because we're in the book of Jonah, and this is going to be a huge spoiler, but I'm going to tell you now, because if I do not tell you now, you will be thinking about it for the rest of my sermon. When's he going to talk about it? Okay, you ready for this? The book of Jonah is not about a whale. Okay, I know. I know. There's the door. There's the door. So the book of Jonah is not about a whale. There is a whale in the book of Jonah, and it does swallow up Jonah, but the book is not about hungry marine mammals, okay? The book of Jonah is not about a whale. And now that I have laid that on you, here's another one, okay? Are you guys ready for this? The book of Jonah is not really about Jonah. Yeah, that's right. And I know the book is called Jonah. I get that. I read the book before I came here tonight. I promise you that. And I know that Jonah is in the book of Jonah, but Jonah is not the main point of the book of Jonah, okay? So if we know that the book of Jonah is not about Jonah and we know it's not about the whale, then what is the book of Jonah about? Well, that's what I'm here to tell you. You see, Jonah was a prophet who lived in the right time and in the right place, but with the wrong dream. He lived in the right place at the right time with the wrong dream. That is what the book of Jonah is about. You see, Jonah lived about 800 BCE, and that was a time when God's people were doing pretty well. They, this is kind of like they're living inside of Jerusalem, and they'd had the string of bad kings, and they'd got rid of that. They were over that. They had sorted it all out. They'd finally got this king that was, you know, doing them good, and they were pretty wealthy, and they were pretty content. That's 
where the God's people were in the time of Jonah, 800 BCE. Now, it is debated, I must tell you, some scholars think, okay, maybe the book wasn't written in 800 BCE, maybe it was written in 530 or 540 BCE, this kind of post-exilic period. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about that, okay? If you're worried about that, that's, don't worry. Don't worry when it was written, because that's not the point of Jonah. Because... Jonah is applicable if it was written in 800 BCE, 430 BCE, or 2021 CE. Because as far as I know, everyone dreams, right? Do you guys dream? Everyone dreams. If you're human, you dream. This is applicable to us. Because we dream of the kind of people that we want to be, right? That's what we do. We dream about the kind of people we want to be. We dream about the kind of people that we're going to marry. We dream about the kind of job that we want. We dream about the Tesla that we one day may drive, right? And we dream about the world we want to live in, and we dream about the people that we want to live in this world with. That's what we dream about. We dream about what life would be like, what life could be like. And Jonah had a dream too. Or really, it was kind of like an idea masquerading as a dream. Jonah had an idea that he thought was a dream. You see, in Jonah's day, there was an idea circulating that God was into exclusiveness. That God was an exclusive God. And there was this idea going around that God wasn't really concerned with some kind of people. And these people are really, really easy to spot. I'll tell you how to spot them, okay, so that you know. They're people that don't think like you. They're people that don't look like you. They're people that don't pray like you. And they're people that you don't want to be around. Now, in Jonah's day, the idea circulating was that those were the people that God is unconcerned with. Well, what do you do when you're faced with these kind of people? This is what you do. This is what Jonah did. You keep to yourself. And what you do is you self-isolate, all right? Or you do self-distancing. You come in behind the walls. You build some walls, and you circle around yourself, and you don't let those people in. And certainly, you don't go out to see those people, okay? Because if you do, there's a chance that you're going to get contaminated. That's what was happening in Jonah's day. But here's the thing. That wasn't what God had called Jonah and the people of God to be. You see, God had a dream. God has a dream. And it wasn't to be exclusive. It was to go out over the walls, to go out through the people of God to the people that were untouchable. God has a dream. And Jonah, he knew this. He knew it, man. Deep down inside, Jonah knew this because he was a prophet. Do you guys know what a prophet is? You know what a prophet is? You guys are prophets. And the New Testament says that the Spirit of God will come on us and we will prophesy. What's a prophet? The meaning of a prophet is to speak truth 
in love. That's what a prophet does. You talk about the who God is, you talk about the way God is, and you talk about the things that God wants to do in this world. That's what a prophet is. That's what a prophet does. And the vocation of the prophet is to dare to speak the truth of God, to tell people that God has a dream That no matter what you look like, no matter what you're thinking, that God has a dream for you, that you are meaningful, that God has a meaning for you. If you turned up here, if you in the human race and you turned up in the human race, you have meaning. You are meaningful because you turned up. That's all it takes. In God's kingdom, that's all it takes. You turned up, you have meaning. God has a dream for this world. And a prophet tells people that God loves them and cares for them and has a purpose for them. Awesome. That's what Jonah's about. (laughs) All right, take a breath. Yeah, I'm just getting started. What is Jonah about? It's about a dream. And more to the point, it's about God's dream. And more to the point, it's about allowing God's dream to become our dream. That's what Jonah's about. That's what Jonah's about. So, you know, it shouldn't have come as a surprise to Jonah. When God asked him to go to the Ninevites and tell them about God's dream, it really kind of shouldn't have come as a surprise to Jonah, okay? But it does. Go and tell those people that don't look like us, that don't talk like us, that don't act like us, that don't think like us, that don't pray like us. Go and tell those people that we have a dream, that we have a God that has a dream. Go and tell them that that's what it's about. And when God calls Jonah to go and preach to the Ninevites, it's really an invitation to step outside the city walls and follow the dream of God. That's what, that's what the call of Jonah is. That's what he's talking, to come and participate in the transforming dream of God. That's cool. That's cool, eh? You know what, man? Doesn't that just, it gets you excited, right? Do you guys remember when you first, this is off script. I'm going off script. Do you guys remember when, do you guys remember when you heard the call? Some of us may be in this room and online who haven't heard the call. Maybe you haven't heard the call, the dream, the call to the dream. But I bet you there's people in this room that have heard the call to the dream. Do you remember it? Because remembering it is the beginning of taking it up again. That's it. Do you remember it? I remember mine. In fact, I've had it three times because I've lost the dream three times too. You know, that's what it's about. It doesn't matter if you've lost a dream. It doesn't matter if you haven't heard the dream. Hear the dream tonight. That's what we're here to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is what God told him to do. Tell the Ninevites. God says to Jonah, yes, yeah, I know. They're on the wrong path. I get that. I get that, man. They're on the wrong path. They're skinning people alive in battle. That's on the wrong path. That's who the Ninevites were. These weren't good people. They were freaky, right? Tell them they're on the wrong path, but then to also tell them who God is. Tell them God is for them and not against them. Tell them God is share grace and mercy 
That'll come up in chapter four. Tell them God is sheer grace and mercy. Tell them God is rich in love. Tell them that God is ready at the drop of the hat to turn the wheels of justice into a program of forgiveness. Tell them who God is. And tell them God's dream. Tell them that I have a dream that no child would go to bed hungry anymore. Tell them that. Tell them that I, I have a dream that when people are thirsty, that they would be given drink. Tell them that the naked would be clothed. Tell them that the broken would be bound up. Tell them that. Tell them who God is. Tell them that the lonely would be lonely no more. And that justice would roll down like water and mercy like an ever-flowing stream. Tell them that. But what's Jonah do? Oh, man, what does Jonah do? Probably does what most of us do. Well, he got up to do it, right? No, he didn't get up to do it. Jonah goes in the opposite direction. He goes to Tashish, which is in the opposite direction to Nineveh. Actually, that's the other way around. Nineveh's here and Tashish is over here. He goes to the end of the world. He goes down to the port to get on a ship to go away from the dream of God. That's what Jonah does. He goes away from the dream of God. He's not just running away from God. He's running away from the whole dream of God. And this is what happens. This is how the story continues. God sent a huge wave, a huge storm on the sea to kind of get Jonah back. And the ship was just about to break into pieces. And the sailors, who were not the people of God, start calling out in desperation to their gods. Help us, help us, help us. And Jonah goes down into the bottom of the boat. And do you know what he does there? You guys know? You guys know the story? He goes to sleep. Jonah goes to sleep. He takes a nap in the middle of a massive storm. He takes a nap. Who takes a nap in the middle of a storm? And the Bible tells us that Jonah falls into a sound sleep. And when you sleep like this in the Bible... It's like sleeping like the dead. It's a dreamless sleep. Jonah's in the bottom of a boat with no dream. And you know what? Do you know who wakes him up? An outsider. The captain of the ship runs down into the boat and says, Jonah, get up. Pray to your God. Pray to your God. And then he says the most profound words, I think, in all of Jonah. Maybe your God will rescue us. Maybe your God will rescue us. We live in a world that is crying out for rescue. We live in that world, right? We live in a world, we live in neighborhoods, we live in families, we live in our own lives that are looking for something, for anything, for anyone, for someone, for someone to rescue them. Maybe, I'm just going to put this out there, okay? Maybe our God can rescue them. Maybe our God has a dream that is big enough to rescue them. Dare we dream? Dare we have that dream? Yeah. That's good, right? If I was in the States, I'd be like, amen. 
Amen. In fact, in the States, they wouldn't do that. It'd be like clicking their fingers. If you're in the States, it'd be like, yo, man, you preach that, okay? That's what we're doing here. We're witnessing. We're witnessing. The Bible calls us. I'm off script again. Jesus in the New Testament, he calls us. He says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That means amongst the people that know me. You will be my witnesses, even amongst the people that know me and to the ends of the earth, amongst the people that don't know me. Witness. Witness. Yesterday, I scrolled through my news feed, and I came across the, uh, an article by the Deputy General for the United Nations. Her name is Amina Mohammed. And she was writing on the, roll, the rollout of the vaccines of the 19, uh, COVID-19 uh, vaccines. And she was saying how important it is for all countries to get this vaccine. This is what she said. As the world, we are facing a huge challenge. And the temptation right now is to hunker down and take care of our own. But this isn't a time to only think about ourselves. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. You know what? It hit me. That's the dream of God. That is the dream of God. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. When we allow God's dream to become our dream, we face reality with a new reality. When you can dream, you can dream of new possibilities. You can transform the world. You can turn this world upside down, which is really the right way up. You can turn it upside down, which is the really the right way up. God has a dream for this world, and he wants his dream to become our dream. And it doesn't get any better when you catch a dream like that. Because with a dream like that, you can change the world. You can change the world. Can I get a witness? Ask Martin Luther King Jr. You know, has that been ringing in your ears? Yeah, because Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream. You know, it wasn't just his dream, man. It was God's dream. He dreamt God's dream, and he stepped out from the, the walls of the city, and he stepped over the segregation lines, and man, he changed the world, right? Bishop Tutu. Do you know Bishop Tutu? He had a dream. You know what? And with that dream, he changed South Africa. Bishop Tutu had a dream. St. Paul had a dream. He stepped out over those national lines, and he took the gospel to the Gentiles. Jesus had a dream. Jesus had a dream. And that dream was that he would come to each one of us. He stepped out over the line to come to us. That's what a dream is. That's the dream that we need to catch again. That's the dream that we need. And the New Testament, if you happen to bump into Jesus, this is what he would say to you. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me and I will make you more than you could ever have imagined you could be. Follow me. Follow me and I will show you a life full of dignity and integrity, a life full of vitality, a life where no one can take that life away from you. Follow me. Follow 
me. And I will show you a love that will never let you go. Follow me. That's what Jesus would say. Follow me and I will transform you so you can transform the world. Follow me. Follow me and I will show you life because I am life. That's what Jesus would say. That's what he would say to you. That's what he says to us now. Follow me. Yeah, it's good, right? That's the deep invitation that rumbles in the story of Jonah. That's what Jonah is about. And that is the deep calling that is heard in the teachings and the life of Jesus. That's what Jonah's about. God is calling you. God is calling you to follow him out into your neighborhoods, to follow him out into the communities, to follow him out into your workplaces, to follow him out into your families, to follow him deeper into your own life. God is calling you, follow me. And when you get that dream, you will transform this world by the way of Jesus. Follow me. Because the dream, the dream that God gives you is to face this old reality with a new reality. Follow me. And you will change the world because I have changed you. Follow me and dare to dream. Amen.